Welcome to the North Sound Church Podcast. For more information about North Sound Church, please visit our website at northsoundchurch.com. Thank you, Lee Kramer, Chris's mom, for making him take piano lessons as a little boy. (laughs) That was great. Thank you so much. Well, welcome to uh, Christmas Eve at North Sound Church. So good to see many of you. Some of you haven't seen for a long time. I know that you have probably been participating via video, and uh, this may be your first time back in person. Uh, Great to see you. And uh, families uh, that are here, it's so fun to have an opportunity to meet the families of some of those that are North Sound regulars. Thank you for being here. Do you remember an old program called Family Feud? Is it still on? Is Family Feud? It is still on TV? Okay. So we're going to do Family Feud, sort of. But I know families are sitting together and some of you on the same row. So this is a little competition. Um, And here's the nature of the competition. Um, I am going to say the name... Of a, uh, of a Christmas song, not necessarily a carol, but a Christmas song. And I want you to guess what song that is, okay? And, uh, and then I want you to keep score within the family. Uh, and we're going to have a little family deal here for bragging rights, okay? There's just 10 of these, so somebody needs to be a scorekeeper in the family as well. So... Um, you need, to be, you, you need to be honest, okay, because people are going to yell out the right answer, and I'm afraid that some of you may not be honest, and it is Christmas Eve, and you should be honest on Christmas Eve. So, okay, are you ready? Okay, so the first one is quadruped with crimson proboscis. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Okay, families, keep scoring now of who actually got that. Did, did you? Boy, I'm seeing a lot of blank faces out there. <laughs> don't, expect them, don't expect them to get easier. Okay, how about 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. without noise? Yes, yes. Scorekeeper, how are we doing? Anybody two for two so far? Yeah, yeah. Hen, you're two for two? Good for you. Okay. Here we go. Number three, minuscule hamlet in the Far East. I think that dull roar was a little town of Bethlehem. Is that, did I hear that? Okay. Scorekeepers. Okay. Now number four, exuberance directed to the planet. Joy to the world. You guys, some of you are starting to get into this now. I'm getting a... Pastor Allen, there's a chorus here that's beginning to form. Okay, uh, number five. Listen, aerial spirits harmonizing. Aren't they? Who said you could participate over here? <laughs> Was that you, Liz? Oh, man. Okay. Um, if you got your cue from Liz, it doesn't count, okay? So uh, that's number five. So we got five more to go. How we doing? How we doing? We doing okay? Hen, Hen, do you still have five out of five? No. no uh, Juliana, you got five out of five? Yeah? Okay. Here we go. Number six. 
monarchical trio. We three kings, dull roar again. We three kings, good job. Okay, number seven, yonder in the haystack. Away in a manger, yes. Um, okay, assemble everyone who believes. Come all you faith. Wow, you guys are doing, you're doing much better. Okay, I kind of, I kind of like this one. I, I have a feeling some of you are going to get it fairly quickly. I merely desire a pair of incisors. <laughs> It took a little while, but yeah, you, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yeah, okay. And number 10, okay, this is it. This may be the tiebreaker. Okay. I spied my maternal parent osculating a fat man in red. <laughs> I saw mama kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, okay. Now, our, our family's still intact uh, out there. Okay, I'll let you guys figure, figure that. So, if you got eight to ten correct, you don't need any Yuletide spirit. You already got it. Six to eight correct, you could use something in your stocking. Four to five correct, are you sure you have the right holiday? And one to four correct, surely you jest. So I came across another old quiz, and perhaps you remember it. Unlike the Christmas quiz, I don't want you to answer out loud, but I want you to think about the answers. And, and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to pause long enough for you to think through, or certainly not to write these things down, but just think about them for a minute. See how many you know. Name the five wealthiest people in the world. Name the last five Heisman Trophy winners. Name the 10 people who have won the Nobel or Pulitzer Prize. Name the last half dozen Academy Award winners for Best Actor and Actress. Name the last decade's worth of World Series winners. Now, I know I didn't give you enough time to answer those, but I expect that if you're anything like me, you immediately didn't get too far on all of those. And the point is, is that no one of us remembers all of the headlines from yesterday. There are no second-rate achievers. They're all the best in their fields, but the applause dies and the awards tarnish and achievements are forgotten and accolades and certificates are buried with their owners. Now here's another quiz, and I think you'll do much better on this one. And again, I can't give you enough time to actually spell out all of these, but think about these for a moment. List a few teachers that have aided your journey through school. Name three friends who have helped you through a difficult time. Name five people who have taught you something worthwhile. Think of a few people who have made you feel appreciated and special. And think of five people you enjoy spending time with. I think you'll have found the second list 
substantially easier than the first list. And the lesson is, is that the people that make a difference in our lives are not the ones typically with the most credentials, the most money or the most awards. They simply are the ones that care the most. The simple lesson was brought home to us 2,000 years ago. Perhaps you've seen a sign at a football game. I haven't seen many lately, but we used to see signs that said John 3.16. And John 3.16, if we had to summarize in one verse the story of Christmas, it would be John 3.16. If you know it, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So that really, as I said, summarizes Christmas. It says that God loved all of us, 100% of us in this room, loved all of us so much that he gave his son, came into the world as a baby in Bethlehem, grew up, went to the cross, became the means by which our sins are forgiven, and rose again from the dead. And hence, 2,000 years later, we're here. The church is here. God's rescue mission began with Jesus, that baby that was born in Bethlehem. And he was given the name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel literally means God with us. Because God is with us, everything, virtually everything has changed. Some of us may be wondering about the year ahead. It's been a rough go the last three years. We have had lots of struggles. And we may be wondering about inflation and its effect on our work. We may be dealing with relationship issues or concerns about the ability to keep our house with rising mortgage payments or rent going up. There are so many things, and yet... We need not fear if we remember nothing else about the meaning of Christmas. We need to remember these four words. The four words are God is with us. It was a time in the history of Israel when Moses was executing his succession plan. Good businesses and even good churches for that matter develop succession plans so that There's not a lot of challenge when leadership changes, and indeed, that was the case. It was just before Israel was going to go into Canaan and take the promised land, and Moses, you may recall, was not going to be able to do it, and his succession plan was to appoint Joshua to become the new leader of Israel. And it was a a scary time for them. No one knew what the future held. They knew there was going to be warfare. There was going to be struggle. But these words came to the people of Israel. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And so, friends, whatever the past year has brought us, or the past three years for that matter, and whatever is ahead in the new year, the message of Christmas is and always will be that God is with us. He is the one who gives our lives meaning and purpose. He's the one who gives us a hope and a future. He is our Savior. And so the question for us today as I move towards a conclusion of our service this 
Christmas Eve evening is, how do we respond? How do we respond to this great gift of Jesus? I love the way the carol in the bleak midwinter puts it. It's a carol that we don't sing that often, although um, Casey, bless her heart, has it scheduled for the 11 o'clock service. So if y'all want to sing the in the bleak midwinter, y'all come back for the 11 o'clock service. But I'm going to give you the words. Listen to the response to that first Christmas and to the Christmases in each of our hearts. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow, in the bleak midwinter long ago. Doesn't that sound like the last week? (laughs) Our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable place sufficed, the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Enough for him whom cherubim worship night and day, a breast full of milk and a manger of hay. Enough of him whom angels fall down before, the ox and ass and camel which adore. Angels and archangels may have gathered there, cherubim and seraphim throng the air, but only his mother in her maiden bliss worshiped the beloved with a kiss. And now our part. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. In just a moment, friends, we're going to be lighting candles and singing Silent Night. It's probably my favorite part of our service on Christmas Eve. The second verse of Silent Night says this, Silent Night, Holy Night. Shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing, Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. And friends, just as the Savior was born that silent night some 2,000 years ago, the Savior is born in our hearts by invitation we invite him in. And so, having invited him into our lives, we can then be confident that he is with us. And as we conclude tonight with that wonderful song, Silent Night, may I again ask you to remember, not just tonight and Christmas Eve, but as we move into this new year, the four words that make this night special. And those four words are... God is with us. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you this evening for the blessing of your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that abides with us. And I ask today, Lord, that as we gather as the community of faith, as the family of God, that we would remember that silent night, that holy night, and would remember that because of that night, you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.